Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect and the NBA is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still bet on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. O'Neal the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Oh, he backed it in. He backed it in. And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists. From oh, 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 the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. Welcome to the NBA, my friend. Turner sets the screen. Oh, 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 no. oh no. Don't let him throw it down like that. Victor on the deep phone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. This is Chris Cook here, joining the podcast again after my first absence from the show of all time. But uh, joining the guys back here tonight, Eric Hawk and Jake Light, to recap the Pacers 114 to 107 win over the Houston Rockets. Pacers improved to six and two on the season, and uh, the Rockets now dropped to two and four. So, big win tonight from the Pacers. Thoughts on the game before we dive deep into some of those team stats and box score and numbers that we like to go over. Yeah, a lot of things happened. First off, we talked about how big of a factor Christian Wood was going to be. Well, he didn't even play. Um, Harden had an off night, so to speak. Still was a threat out there somewhat. And Justin Holiday played well off the bench, and we lost Doug McDermott. So those are some of the key things that happened, along with Malcolm Brogdon having a career high, uh, Miles Turner tying his career high in blocks, uh, Sabonis with another double-double. I mean, the way Brogdon's playing especially is is – I saw a tweet that said he was in top 10 early contention for MVP, and sure, I I would have to agree the way he's played as of late. Sabonis won Eastern Conference Player of the Week week one. Um, week two might go to Brogdon after what he's been doing lately. So I'm very encouraged. We talked about the last game. We didn't necessarily deserve to win. It felt like from the tip, we deserved to win this game. We were, we played hard. We let them get back in it. Like every NBA game seems to happen, but we stuck it out and, and they missed some shots late and we won. So very happy with this win. Uh, Jake, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was a great win, obviously. I think uh, anytime you can hold James Harden to 
I think uh, the final score, he might have had 15 shots. I don't know if he shot late, but for, I, he, at one point he was five for 14 and he just wasn't hitting, but he was still, he was still the playmaker that we, we know he can be. Uh, John Wall was actually more explosive than I thought he'd be too. Um, and then Cousins, like literally like three or four minutes in the game, Cousins had like six points and seven rebounds so damn fast. I don't even like, it was literally the most insane thing of all time. So um, overall for me, I think uh, I don't want to, like, I don't want to hit box score stuff. I think um, just something we talked about in the group chat, just a little bit, Aaron holiday, buddy, we, we got to get going. We got to get going. Uh, I think Hawk astutely said, Hey, if, if Aaron Holiday is not Justin Holiday's brother, he's taking some he's taking some shit. You know what yeah. I mean? So um other than that though, I mean, I think that's the type of tempo we got we gotta play. We gotta play at. Um losing McDermott really hurt us for spacing purposes. Uh luckily Justin Holiday steps up, hit, hits a couple of big threes. Those are kind of some McDermott shots that he had to take. And uh Oladipo was not hot from three. I think he used all of his magic on, on the uh late three pointer in regulation against the Pelicans. But overall I was, I was very impressed. Um, I really wasn't too worried about the game at any point. Like I felt like we were kind of in control, even when it was like 92, 92, I still felt like we were going to win. So um, Chris, any moments in that game that kind of had you pissed off or puzzled? Mm, no, not really. I will say the miles Turner, <laughs> the blocks, Blocks for Miles Turner, those were great. I don't know what he ended up with, but they, there was an abundance Eight. of them. Eight total blocks, holy shit. Um, two points, not so great, and only five boards. But, I mean, I don't know how you quantify eight blocks. I know the number is eight, so I guess it's it's quantifiable. But <laughs> uh, it's just like, holy shit. Like, he changes people's shots. Even, even though you, there's eight blocks, there were maybe five or six more that people were – twisting contorting messing up james harden at the rim there, there's so much value to turner's game defensively that you can have two points and five rebounds after playing 32 minutes and still feel like turner ha- had a hand in deciding the game yeah for sure and i think yeah, he had like I think he only had six at halftime so like he he only had he had that one late and maybe another one in the second half so he started off the game setting the tone and that was key for sure yeah, Justin Holiday off the bench, 20 points tonight. Um, so had to take a lot of those minutes. Pacers only playing with an eight-man rotation. Uh, they have Cassius Stanley, Keelan Martin, Edmund Sumner, and Jakar Sampson. All four did not play tonight. So obviously um, T.J. Warren is out. Um, still waiting on Jeremy Lamb to come back, but – these starters are playing a good amount of minutes, and then if McDermott misses some times, who who knows who's going to have to step in from those four that I just mentioned. So Brogdon tonight with 39 minutes. Sabonis played 38 minutes. So are you guys concerned about the amount of minutes that these, these guys are playing in these games, or are you good with it? You know, the, the preseason was a little different, so maybe they need to get the run to get the momentum going. And I think – New Nate will open it up a little more as the season progresses. But I honestly think if we're going to fix this, we're going to have to make some kind of deadline move. And it's hard to talk about when we're winning and being successful, but we all know this team cannot win multiple playoff series, maybe one, but like there's got to be some kind of depth move, some kind of addition like Trevor Booker, or Wesley Matthews in the past that this team's going to need by the end of February. So 
I look for that to be to be the key addition to this team this year. But other than that, it's, it's a little troublesome. But like I said, I, I think they need the run right now to start the year, and then we'll worry about that later. Um, I think like I mean I'm I'm ready to make the move now. The problem is if you look at our roster, what are we trading for a wing guy? Like what are we? What can we move? I don't know that the best best move is trading a first round pick again. Um, I'm not even sure we can do that uh, really with the salary cap situation we're going to have coming up. But um, just, just one thing though, I know like hockey said, like wins a win. We keep winning. Like, why do we, why would we want to change it? I'm going to go through these games just, just real quick. And you tell me like the Knicks, we beat the Knicks. We beat the bulls Celtics. Good win. We beat the Cavaliers. We beat uh, the Pelicans. We beat the Rockets. There's not a lot of world beaters in there. The Rockets yeah. have been good, but they're now two and four. Um, we, I, I just think, yes, it's great we're winning. Win the games you're supposed to win. I'm not complaining. I'm not going to apologize for being six and two. But at the same time, these games have really shown us wing player is a must add if we're serious about trying to make a move in the playoffs. Do I think we can get to the, the finals this year? No. Do I think we could really compete and make it tough on someone else? Yes. And I think we could win a playoff series, maybe two if we get the right guy. But I am starting to scour the the overall records and see which guys might pop open. I, I think our best, our best bet is to snag someone after they get they get cut, kind of like what we did with Wes Matthews a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Try to steal somebody like that and and keep that first round pick and, and just try to keep bolstering the depth at the wing spot. And the trade deadline actually is this year is until March 25th. So it's pushed back a month with the season starting back a month later. So March 25th is the deadline. Yeah. That changes things a little bit. I would almost rather. Yeah. I would almost rather like it's apparent that we need, we need somebody because we need to, we got to keep, got to keep Justin holiday in that second unit. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's apparent we're going to need somebody. I think maybe the best, best course of action is maybe try to try to scour somebody like that's maybe not a huge name, but we think maybe could work. See how that goes. See how they play. You never know. Catch lighting in a bottle, but man, losing TJ Warren sucks. Yeah, it does. Well, and don't forget Jeremy Lamb coming back. I know he's not any world changer, but definitely another wing player that'll help with our depth for sure. Well, when's he coming back? What's the timetable for him? I haven't even looked. There's no real exact timetable, but I think it's sometime later this month. Don't quote me on that, but that's what I've read, um, which is pretty good because I think he tore it in at the end of February. So oh, there's probably yeah. no real rush to get him back at this time, but uh, – He's definitely on his way to, I think, come back sometime later this month from what I've seen. I, I feel like getting another wing player actually protects Jeremy Lamb. Like, I almost think when Jeremy Lamb comes back, we need another wing player more just because we don't want to put Lamb in precarious situations coming off that injury. Albeit, I mean, he seems to be coming back quicker, like you said. is near the end of February, so he seems to be coming back a little quicker than maybe we had originally thought, but Ah uh, man, I think if you're if we're banking on Jeremy Lamb to give us like big minutes, I think that's a scary proposition given the injury he's coming off of. Yeah, because we know. Speaking he, of, he's not the speaking best of torn ACLs. Uh, Markel Fultz tore his ACL tonight. 
That's sad because the guy really was playing well. Yeah, he was playing better for sure. So it's definitely, it's never a good thing. We're dealing with an injury with Warren. I mean, injuries are overall bad for sure. Oh, terrible. Uh, next point here before we move on from this game. Hawk, you added a, someone else to your list tonight. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I had been looking for, for the right player, you know, a bad player that has good games against the Pacers. Let me pull up the list right now because it's an interesting list. And there's a lot of game, there's a lot of names on here of players you probably maybe have even never heard of. But the first edition of 2021 is David Nwaba. I put him on there early in the third and he didn't score after. So it's almost a good, it's almost a good luck thing for the Pacers when I put someone on this list, because then they immediately stop playing well, it seems like. And then I kind of look like an idiot, but 15 points has always been the minimum to meet this requirement. Past names are Ben McElmore, Solomon Hill, Justin Day- James, Kata Bates-Diop, Chandler Hutchinson, Trey Lyles, Shaquille Harrison, Cameron Payne, and then Christian Wood and Gary Trent Jr. have been removed, but they were on the list at one point. So that is the list, and I'm hoping to get – I'm not hoping, but I'm expecting to get some more names on that list come the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely some uh, some opportunity here with the Suns coming to town Saturday night. I think you said Cameron Payne as an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coming off the Suns bench. So, uh, I don't know, maybe he makes another return to the Ooh. list. Can you get on the list twice? You know, that's, that hasn't happened yet, but it's only a matter of time. I mean – we're only one Anthony Tolliver away, another Anthony Tolliver away from being on that list. So Cameron Payne could be the first two-time appearance on this list. Yeah, so uh, mentioning the Suns there, they uh, are currently 5-2. and two. Right now they're playing the 1-5 and five Toronto Raptors. That game's tied. Um, so they could either improve to 6-2 and two, like the Pacers tonight or drop to 5-3, and three, but very similar record between the two teams. Um, definitely big changes from the bubble suns that we saw that went eight. No, there back in August, uh, traded for Chris Paul. Um, so starting lineup featuring Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder, Deandre Ayton. Um, so what do you guys think this matchup with the Pacers? Um, Chris Paul, obviously, um, can make, you know, any team better. He did it last year with the Thunder, and obviously it looks like the Suns are, you know, early in the season, it looks like they're on track to make the playoffs. So what do you guys think about this matchup? Um, Anything that you're specifically looking for, uh, matchups between the Pacers and the Suns guys, or uh, just anything that you're excited to watch? You know, if if I'm a betting man, I'm taking the DeAndre Ayton over and rebounds. Um, The Suns, I'm trying to think about the Suns right here. Suns scare me a little bit. I mean, Chris Paul is basically a better TJ McConnell that can shoot. So that alone should frighten you. He's the crafty veteran. No matter what team he's on, they're always better because of his presence. So it's not going to be easy. None of these games are, but it's another game I think we can win. I mean, we we shot, I think we were at like 18-3 shot in that third quarter, and we finished with 91 points. I mean, Justin Holiday had and Brogdon having big games have a lot to do with that, but we can score. So their offense doesn't frighten me, but they, they're they a better team. They're not the sons of old. And I just had this theory. You know, Bjorkren leaves the Raptors, and their, their franchise seems to be in shambles. Similar 
to Reich leaving the Eagles and the Eagles franchise being, you know, in shambles. So coaches of Indianapolis pro sports teams, you know, their former teams, and, you know, they just leave them in their wake. So I, I respect that. I love to hear that. My uh, great analysis there, Hawk. I mean, that is, that is, yeah. that is probably something that our listeners would get nowhere else. That is the insight <laughs> we're looking for. Yep. I know that's going to change the way I bet this weekend with Reich. I'm just telling you, I love it. Um, I think uh, instead of like talking about the obvious, oh my gosh, you got to watch Devin Booker or Aiden or those guys. I think one guy I'm in, I mean, one matchup I'm actually interested in is uh, Cam Johnson uh, coming off the bench. He's one of those guys that I watch him play. And I think um, this, this, there might be something here. He see, he has a really high motor and uh, he loves to shoot. And you know, I love shooters. Um, actually tonight, it looks like he has 10 points already, uh, in the middle of the second quarter. Uh, he has been struggling shooting, but he's one of those guys that fills it up pretty quick. Um, and he's, he, he would be my pick for the guy that makes the list. That's probably not very good. So Cam Johnson's my, Hey, uh, we need to watch out for him because he could catch fired any second. I, for some reason, and this is why I think we're going to lose this game. I think we're going to lose this game because I feel so good about it. So, like, I love the matchups. I don't, I don't, I think Booker's a punk. I always thought Booker's a punk. Sure, he can score 70. I think when he goes off, we, we need him to go off. We need, we need Booker to hit like 60 points because whenever he does that, the Suns always lose by like 30. So I'm almost, I'm almost hoping for a big Booker game. Uh, I'm just not worried, which means we're going to lose the game and I'm going to look like an idiot. So, Interesting. And don't forget about Jay Crowder. He always tears the Pacers up, even recency bias in the playoff series. Just yeah, drained good, three after three. Yeah, he had a good playoff run for the Heat last year. He's a guy I used to not respect. And then after last year, I'm, he's, he's a guy you got to talk about for sure. So you got to watch out for Crowder. Yeah. And I was going to say Devin Booker, not much mention of him, but uh, he's averaging just over 21 points a game this year. Um, but obviously um, probably is mostly due to playing next to Chris Paul, ball out of his hands uh, a lot more than usual. But uh, the Suns are winning right now, so he can't be complaining. Um, if he, I'm sure he would take less 70-point nights and wins than he would, you know, 30-point losses. So anything else on uh, on this game that you guys uh, want to hit on? No, this will be my last podcast for until I get back from Florida on the 12th. I'm going there to unwind, get really drunk, and just have fun. So I'll, I'll be missing these games. I, there's a small chance I download Zoom on my phone and maybe call in if I can catch one of the games. But Saturday I'm pretty busy with the Colts game down there and then other than that I don't plan to be on the right in the right state of mind to do anything so I'm taking a little hiatus here a little mental break so what's your hiatus you take again I'm going to Florida we got a little place in Cape Coral on the water maybe rent a boat and just you just kind of live life you know just kind of go down there get away from it all that's that's the plan and you're going there this weekend yeah, I'm leaving Friday, so yeah, hopefully uh, the plane doesn't crash. I always nice. that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's always something to look to to make sure that doesn't happen on your trips. So, yeah. Um, 
and that Colts game Saturday. So big, big day sports there. Colts at one and then the Pacers play at seven o'clock. So um, big day sports there, big recapping there for sure. So anything else uh, before we wrap this show up that you guys want to talk about? Um, I think I'm good. Yep. I think I'm good too. Good win. Uh, Feels good to pair that one up with the win against the Pelicans. So really liking it. I cannot wait to see what we do against Phoenix. Absolutely. That's going to wrap up this recap episode of the Born Ready 2 Pod podcast. We will be back for the next recap of the Suns game Saturday night. Go Colts. Go Pacers. We'll see you guys this weekend. See ya.